Stop what you're doing. We got new content on the way. I need you to stay tuned. We got a new interview coming up. It's about to be fire. You're about to learn something you probably never knew before. Stay tuned. Dubs Club up next. Boom, boom, boom. I'm checking it twice and I'm getting them hit. The real ones been dying. The fake ones is lit. The game is off balance. I'm back on my shit. The bitly is dirty. My sneakers is dirty. But that's how I like it. You all on my dick. I'm all in my bag. It's hard as it get. I do not store powder. I might take a sip. I might hit the blunt. But I'm liable to trip. I ain't popping no pill. But you do as you wish. I roll with some fiends. I love them to death. I got a few mil. But not all of them rich. What good is the bread if my niggas is Dope. What good is first class if my niggas can't sit? That's my next mission, that's why I can't quit. Just like LeBron, get my niggas more chips. Just put the rolly right back on my So, okay, we're back. This is Dubs Club. I don't know if you've listened to a podcast or anything like that, but I'm doing a little podcast. My first little series is basically about, you know, people before they made it big, and I see a lot of potential in you as far as basketball or anything that you want to do because you're a very driven person. So I'm very excited to have you on Dubs Club. How are you doing today? Oh, yeah, how are you? Thank you for having me on here. Of course. I'm chilling. Just, you know, doing workout, working, all that fun stuff. It's not fun at all. <laughs> what type of workouts are you doing for pros? Yeah, I'm doing, like, you know, explosion stuff, all that good fun stuff, you know? Oh, good. That sounds amazing. I wish I could do explosion stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, I kind of, this is, like, before we get into it, before we get down to the nitty gritty. This is kind of like an opportunity for you to, you know, be as expressive as you want. We can get as deep as you want to, or we can hold off a little bit. You don't have to answer questions. This is just a chance for you to, like, you know, open up and give people who don't know you the best, like, an outlet to listen to. You know what I'm saying? All right. Yeah. So I kind of want to start, kind of start with everybody that I've done with so far. I want to start a little bit with, like, the background and, like, you know, I want to know about, you know, high school, like, you know, where you're from, all that stuff. And then I'll get into some better questions. Okay. Um, so I'm from a little city called Newbury Park, California, like 30 minutes from Malibu. I'm like a good day, you know? Yeah. And uh, I pretty much lived there my whole entire life. So I went to college, you know, obviously I played so many sports when I was growing up. I was like the guinea pig for uh, <laughs> my family. Like, all the sports that my little sister played, it's because of you, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, it ranged from, like, softball to, like, taking golf classes to volleyball, you know, just because that's what my parents did. Like, my parents went in college, mm-hmm. uh, played basketball for the NAI schools in California. So, growing up, like, my mom always took some pictures of, um, me, like, I have, like, a, a basketball house of fire, like, a basketball, like, you know, like, toy, you know, that, like, babies play with. So, that really became, like, you know, like, when you grow up, like, we're going to do something sports with. And she always says that instead of walking, I started wearing brick money. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I know. So, going, like, having that in mind, you know, like, I just, like, I look back now, and I really wasn't motivated to do anything with basketball. You know, I was like, I was there because I'm the tallest kid, you know. That's right. Like, I could play whatever type of position that they wanted me to. And so, in high school, it didn't hit me until after my freshman year that, like, I could actually be good at it. And from there, like, we did private lessons and I started to play for, uh, like, an elite youth basketball league, like, UIPL, what they call, like, Nike sponsor team. So, I could you know, start getting looks and stuff like that, but uh, I think in the moment, I didn't realize what I could be doing. Like, I look back now, and the things that, like, I wanted to do in college, like, I hadn't really gotten there, and I hadn't really done it, mm-hmm. and, like, looking back now, I'm like, dang, like, I wish I, you know, worked out harder this, like, for this game, or for, uh, and, you know, like, score more points or, like, try to break more records because, like, that's, like, who I was, you know, just innately. Right. And so from there, like, uh, people always, they always try to put me in the post college, you know? Like, I, I don't want to be big girls down there. Like, I'm too small for that. And, like, I look at pictures and I'm like, my guard in high school, and I don't know what happened. I'm telling you, okay? Good experiences. But I think... Like the 
like the idea of like, fitting in and like finding all of my friends like my good friends that I know are from sports. Yeah. And I think like I fit in like to like the sports culture, you know, like I always want to be like high school musical type where like they like everything would stop once they free throw and I'd start like singing, you know? Oh, and I never really like I like I took that because I never really like I never branched out off like out of sports, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I'm sitting here now and I'm like joking with my friends that I'm gonna try to do laughter because I was watching the TV show and I was like, I'm doing this stuff. You know, like I think like life is starting to hit me and I wish I did more in high school than just basketball. I mean I love it. Like it's starting to where I am today, you know, like playing in a power five um, conference, but like I know like, I'm about to be a senior and like looking back like dang like I have a year left to try to be an All American, try to make an NCAA postseason tournament, and you know, like now, like I'm about to get life. Right. Because like for you, you can go pro, you can make millions, like like. Whereas I'm about to try to make like a hundred thousand tops and then go overseas, and it's just it, I feel like there's so much more that I can do outside of basketball, but it's given me so much like. It's gotten me so far. Yeah, so does that mean, like, are you, does that mean, you know, basketball might be over for Kayla Overbeck soon? Or are you going to try and push this as far as you can? I'll be honest, I will. Like, I would love to to go overseas and just, like, play basketball in middle school. Yeah. Like, and enjoy wherever I am, um, you know, whoever I bring with me, like, to go over there and enjoy it. But, like, at the end of the day, like, you have to be realistic. Like, I'd love to play for 10 plus years, but I don't know if my body would ever let me make it that far, you yeah. know? And, um, I would, to be honest, I'll ride, I'll ride this body to the wheels come off, you know? Like, you gotta, you gotta do, but, like, I think for women, especially, having that back plan of, like, what am I gonna be next? Right. Yeah. For and, sure. and so it's like I would love to play until I had kids and they could watch me. But realistically, like I'm not afraid of what life is without basketball. Yeah, that's that's, yeah, that's good. That's, that's, yeah. yeah. I don't think a lot of people understand that, you know, there's hella great athletes in the NCAA, but, you know, there's so much wear and tear and you know, the lack of sleep, it all adds up and it just, you know, it causes some people to, you know, respect the game and put their shoes down, put their feet down, any of that. So I, I I know where you're coming from. I just don't think, you know, I don't want to call them regular people, but, you know, non-athletes, narps. I don't I don't think they understand where we come from. Definitely not. Yeah. So I kind of want to go back. I want to go to high school. You said you played point guard in high school. That I didn't know that. I thought you was always maybe a three. I didn't. I know for sure you didn't play post, but I thought you maybe played, you know, more of a wing. But I never knew you played point guard. Were you like like when <laughs> I would look up in the stands and my mom would be like, "Get the ball!" Like, like, "Get the ball!" Get it! You know, like I was always like, I was never like picking like bring it up and you're gonna pass to this person and cut through. You know, like what? Like trying to be an assist machine. Like my so when so like we want CIF. We yeah. want state, but we want CIF and that's like big in California. Oh, yeah, I try to explain to people that like aren't in California, like they just don't understand like it's like a tournament within a tournament. Yeah. And so to get that far, like you need dominant players. And most like no offense to Newark Park, no offense to any of the players that I ever played with, like when we really needed it, they would look to me and like I was like okay like you know I'll just put the big girl against other and I'm gonna do it you know so when we really needed it I would get the ball and I'd go score and then I'd go back to like my three four position you know yeah. so like that's like in my head like if you look at the greats like a Diana Taurasi or a Subert or uh, like a Sabrina I guess we're using college right now like those are the type of players that's like give me the ball and I'm gonna score and then I'm gonna go do what like my team needs me to do after I guess so I like to call myself a point guard, but I bet they would call me a ball hog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, like, that's what it was. Like, my mom always wanted me to, like, I was 12 points shy of, like, getting 2,000 points in high school. And my mom was always like, well, I told you freshman year to shoot for Yeah. <laughs> thank you. I love that. Like, thank you so much. But, 
Yeah, no, I, I would love to play point guard again for two, three. You know, I'll be yeah. touch the, like, take people off the balance. Right. A lot of different things. So, like, you played for, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but UIBL is fucking legit. She's my language, sorry, mom and dad, she was really, but it's, it's legit. You know, league as far as AU, you know, club basketball, men and women. Like, how was that for you? I know, did you play against some like great people? Like, tell me about the competition. Tell me about how the offers work. Like, I'm just so, you know, I want other people to hear about this because you know, a lot of people they just know about AAU, but this UIBL is serious. It is some serious ballers in there. Go ahead and explain that. So on my team. Out of, I think we also played four out of five starters. One of them's my best friend. She goes to Stanford right now. She pretty much helped them win like, the Oregon Conference Tournament. Um, the other two played for Cal Berkeley. And then, like, everyone else on the roster played Division One. Wow. Like, our, our, some type of, like, mid-major, um, you know, one of my teammates, I think, she goes to Rice. They just got into the NCAA Tournament. Like, you know, yeah. like, making waves in their programs because of like how good of a competition we played. Like we played one of my teammates on my team now at USC. I played against her. Um, I played against Sabrina Inescu. Like she's the one who's leading the NCAA men's and women for uh, triple doubles. Mm-hmm. Her. Um, against, I think I played one of my other teammates. So she's from Florida. But like teams from all over the country pretty much like are playing each other in uh, we flew to Tennessee, we flew to Chicago. Um, it's just in little tournaments like against each other. It's like pretty much put us into like a version of like the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. But for like AAU in South Carolina, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really, it's, it's like I look back at it now, like I really didn't know what I was doing. Like I was just there because like I wanted to be there, you know, I wanted to get offers because every single one of our games, we at least had five plus division one like coaches yeah. watching us play you know and so that was like the best opportunity for me to go division one and so every single game you had to be ready to you know either win show out so that you could get that offer like our coach like my coach thank you for him because he knows almost every single coach in like division one basketball mm-hmm. um and so he was really like putting us out there, like you need to watch this person and this person, you know, like playing together and all that type of stuff. And uh, I think all four of us, like the starters that I was talking about earlier, I think we all had offers from Cal Berkeley, mm-hmm. like to form like a super team up there, you know. And just like that, like that competition, I really didn't think that I was like, oh, like, you know, just AAU. you. But until so you start playing, it's like a like, you know, like, some AAU is, like, harder than in high school, but this was, like, a whole different speed. Yeah, And, sure. like, playing um, college now, like, I look back, I'm like, oh, it wasn't that fast. But in the moment, like, you're like, wow, like, this is, these are against the number one players in the game, you know? Like, I played against McDonald's All-Americans almost every single time we played a different UIBL team. Like, my best friend was in McDonald's All-Americans, like a Jordan brand. Yeah. Like, that's what it was. And, like, coming down to, like, the offers part of it, I knew that like, he always told me like that I'm the type of player that I'll work as hard as I can for you. Like I'll do everything that I can until like I can't not like I can't anymore, but like I will exhaust every single part of me because that's what I do. Like if I'm gonna expect other people to work as hard as me and put their whole heart into it, like they might as well like I, I have to show it. And so that's what really got me offers. Like he pulled me aside and he was like if you want to get an offer, or at least have UConn talking to you, you're gonna to have to show that like you will work as hard as you can. Like there will, like you can't, you can't give up on a play, you know. And I think right. that's what allowed UConn to call me. You know, like I mean, I talked to their assistant coach. Like that's like when people ask me that, like I'm good friends with me. They're like, well, offers did you have a number one UConn call me? You know, like you trying to rub it in. Like I, I realized after that call, like I can't do it. You know? Yeah, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay not there. Right. But uh, with that, like, it, I didn't know how fast people could get off. Like, I didn't know Division One basketball, like, and how like, the recruiting process played until I played with that team. And, like, at one 
point, like I was, like you know how uh, college coaches can call you mm-hmm. on like that one day, like where they can call you whenever you want. I probably sat outside for a good six hours almost, like got a call, getting up, text the coach, are you free now? Okay, cool, call. I just oh, like back to back, back to back, and listen to the pitch, listen to talk about their team and. In the moment, um, I was like feeling overwhelmed, but like I look back at it now and I really shut out certain schools. Like I didn't do my research, you know, like they do their kids and then I wouldn't, I wouldn't give them as much effort or as attention as like, I look back now, I'm like, dang, like I could have been in that program, you know, like, right. you know, just like little tiny moments, but I am thankful for going like getting recruited by Vanderbilt though, because the reason why I went there to give on a little like a special opportunity is because my coach didn't have to tell them like we have this new girl, she's like a four or five, um, you should watch her and see if you like her. Like they contacted him. Like they reached out like to try to look for who I was mm-hmm. without meeting anyone else. So I felt like I was like, I got that by myself. You know, yeah. like I got that about it being stressful I don't you know being 17 18 year old 18 years old and having to make a decision that will affect you for the rest of your life is it's a a big time decision I don't know if a lot of people you know because you have the fan I mean when we were coming out I don't think social media was super important like as far as like recruiting and you know what I'm saying nowadays coaches are all over Twitter you know finding them Facebook But back then, it was like, it wasn't, you know, they weren't doing that. But now, like, fans are on Twitter, like, come come, come here, we want you here. Or they'll badmouth you if, you know, you decommit or something like that. This shit is so stressful. Like, I don't understand, like, how people handle, like... How people can do that. Yeah, you're, you know like, what I'm saying? Like, both sides of it. Like, how can you talk to, uh, like, a 17-year-old like that? But then at the same time, like, I, thank goodness, I don't play men's basketball or football. Like, we, like, women's basketball players, like, I feel like we don't get brought up, like, uh, like, you know, like, obviously, I did have people say no when I was transferring, but, like, come here, like, you know, like, like, you know, this, this, and this, like, when they're, they're trying to be this, this, it goes, but I feel bad for, for different sports, because they're in the spotlight, like, football is in the spotlight, yeah. and basketball is in the spotlight, yeah. you know, and, I don't know, I, I just think, like, the, the part that was stressful was that I wanted to make it to a place where I could be, I could not just be a part of, like, the supporting cast. Like, I, that I was the player that, like, 
like I was developing as a play that I knew that I could be. Mm-hmm. Also, that I was impactful on the court and off the court. Yeah. You know, but then also academic. So, like, having all those, like, moving pieces of, like, are these coaches telling me the truth about my future and, like, how they run their program? And then their academics are okay compared to, like, other schools' academics. Like, all that type of stuff. It's like, I probably made, like, seven or eight pros and cons lists when it came down to, like, my final two You know, mm-hmm. like, I was just like, I just didn't know what to do because at that point in my life, I can't ask my parents. Like, I always felt like, what do you think? Like, what's not us? Yeah, like, exactly. We're not the ones one that are going to be doing the workouts, having to be far away from home, like, making it on their own, like, having to deal with, like, uh, relationship problems, but, like, also friend problems, you know, like, all like, little things that pre-adults, like, post-teenager, whatever, you know, like, mm-hmm. our age adults, like, have to go through to, like, make them who they are. And I think that was, like, the stressful part because I didn't know what I wanted. Like, when it came to the school part, like, I knew I wanted to go to a good school, but I didn't know what, what I wanted to major in. Like, I didn't know what I wanted my degree in. And, like, so many kids that I know are like, oh, I'm going to be a doctor, I want to be... Like, in my classes here, like, Seth was like, I'm going to be a curator, he's a freshman. And when I'm just in classes, I'm like, I'm looking at like, how did you know, like, what you wanted to do? Or another, like, I'm doing this and minoring in this because one day I want to be, uh, contemporary history, something, whatever, whatever. I'm like, how? Like, when I was in a freshman, I was like, I'm just here because I can play that football. You know, like, I'm just here because I have to. You know? And I don't know if, like, athletes miss that step in high school of like figure out what you want to do like after because like I feel like it's unknown. Mm-hmm. Like I think about my future and playing professional as in like I don't know if I'm gonna get drafted. And if I don't get drafted, that means I have less than a month to find a job till I can like a part time job so I can pay my rent so then I can go overseas, you know? Right. And like that those little things that you have to think about because it's really you going through Everything. Like, my parents never told me that my freshman year was going to be the worst year of my whole entire life. Like, they never told me that mentally I wasn't going to be okay. Like, that going through basketball and being almost 2,000 plus miles away from home was, like, you know, in my head, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go get as far away from home as I want to. Yeah. You know, like, and no one really told me, like, pump the brakes. You know, like, <laughs> like, let's think about it for a sec. But it was. I just think I made it, like, the best decision, like, out of what I got, I guess. And so, like, I, I don't know. Like, it was stressful in the moment because I, got all, I had all these offers, and I was like, I don't know what to do, like, whatever, whatever. But then when I made my decision to go to Vanderbilt, I think that was the, like, that's that. I was like, I'm, like, so relaxed. Like, I don't have to worry about anything at all. Right. You know, I'm like, I see all my teammates that are like, I don't know where to go, like, you know, making their decisions, and I was like, I feel so good because now, like, I know what I need to like, do in my, like, after, like, your senior year, like, I'm going to finish this job, and then after that, I'm going to go real hard and try to use what your game muscle is, just, like, be in the best shape, you know, like, I just felt like I, like, going into, so I committed the end of junior year of school, but I still had EYBL to play. Right. So, when I was playing, I was just, I, I didn't feel like I needed to impress anyone anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I was playing because I was like, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Like, I'm going to go as hard as I can, but, like, at the end of the day, like, I don't have that stress of, like, oh, shoot, I should make that shot because now this school's not going to want me as much. Right. You know? And so, it's like a, a fluctuation of stress because you're stressed about making a decision, and then you're extra stressed off, you make it, and then you're stressed again because now you actually got to go college. Yeah. Like, but I don't know, it's it's like a good stress. I feel like I got great. I like I'm happy that I got as stressed as I needed to be because I feel like that helped me make my decision. Mm-hmm. So, so I got a couple questions, and there's, they're kind of related to Vanderbilt. And then I got a big one after. I want you to get uh-huh. your, your your brain juice flowing. So, like I, I understand you committed to coach. What coach was here when you were here again? So you committed to Coach Balcom. You played two years under her? No, I played Coach Balcom, and she got fired a month before I got to Okay. 
So yeah, so that is definitely which why I came in. Right. Um, How bad did that, that hurt? I know it's like, you know, I understand Coach White has you know, a great pedigree, you know, National Player of the Year. She's won college championships. She's coached great players. And she's a, she, she, she put, you know, women basketball players out there. But, like, how bad did that hurt committing to a coach that you knew, you know, believed in you and, you know, had all this, these plans for you, and then now everything's just... You know, uncertain. You don't know what's going to happen. You haven't really, you know, met the new coach. You know what I'm saying? Like, how how bad does that affect you? Um, I think it hurt me. Like, it hit me the most. I think I was anyone else because I think I was one of the first ones. Like, I think it was six in our class. You know, so I was scrolling through Twitter and I see Daniel Coach Fire. I was like, I had a double take. Like, I was on Twitter. I was like, I didn't. I she didn't text me. Like, this was before. She like let any of us know, but I was like, "Are you serious?" Like if I was about to go to training, um, and like you know, I just like just sitting in the car waiting. I was like, "Okay, we just got some time to go." Start. I was like, "Are you serious?" Like my heart broke. Like I called for training. I was like, "I'll be a little late." Like, I need to figure some stuff out, you know. Right. And I called my parents, and they're like. Don't make any rash decisions right now. Because in my head, I was like, I'm going to deconnect and I'm going to go somewhere else. You know, because I was like, I don't want to play for someone that doesn't know me. Who doesn't know, who didn't meet my family. Like, three months before her assistant coach came out and watched me play in high school. You know, like, mm-hmm. who like, really took me and my family in and, like, made them theirs play. You know, and I, it just... It's done because I was like, dang, like, I was really looking forward to playing for her and, like, doing all the things that we talked about. And and then it took them a little bit to figure out uh, that Coach White was going to be the coach. And then she was still coaching professionally at the time when yeah. I got on campus. So, Carolyn Peck, um, Coach Kamara, and then Coach Chief, who's now at Clemson, were, like, on campus or, like, trying to, like, starting to, like, get onto campus. And so that, like, wait period of, like, I had only talked to Coach White, like, a couple times on the phone, you know, and she was busy. Mm-hmm. Before she came out to, like, actually coach us. So it was, like, one of those things where it was, like, wow, like, everything that could have happened before I got to college happened. And, and like, I don't know how to explain it because, like, I, like, have people who talk about, like, oh, like, my coach got fired while I was there, whatever, whatever. And it just, I was like, okay, like, I understand. Like, y'all, like, got to play for the first time. The three did you, though. Mm-hmm. Andrew called just so they can watch film on me. Like, I don't know, they asked me if I had high school film to send them. And I was like, I don't have high school film. Like, I don't. <laughs> like, I do have the film, but I, I that was not, like, a thing. Like, I they, they were pretty in a different position than what I did in high school, you know? Right. And so, it just was like, I don't know, like, I, I felt like I didn't know what to do in, like, I don't know, like, it just, I, I don't know how to describe it because I'm young, I was, I was sad, I was heartbroken. I remember crying, like, for, like, a long time because I was like, I don't, like, I don't know what to do. And I, I really, truly believe that I made the best decision to stay and to stay at BNB and um, play two years there because that it like personally I was like I'm not gonna give up I'm not gonna quit you know I never went like I'm gonna follow through on my commitment you know I'm gonna follow through and I'm gonna give it my best shot at in a uncomfortable environment in an environment that had adversity that I thought I was gonna come to a campus and start this new place with people at least that like, recruited me with came to my house and came to my home and that was a very important and so I like, deep down like, I think like I made the right decision but at the same time it's like I could have gone to a different school like I remember like a week after she got fired um, I think my sister my club coach was like South Carolina like offered you and that's the year that they won the national championship mm-hmm. and so it's like that sucks. 
like, you know, like, if I had left, you know, I'd be a national champion, but at the end of the day, like, that's not what God wanted. Right. And that's what gets me, like, through the hard days where, like, I think about what I've had to go through the past three years of college, like, that's what gets me through, like, God's going to reveal his plan soon. Mm-hmm. And it's coming. Like, don't doubt it, because once you start to doubt it, like, that's just, like, that's, you have to believe that he has the best plan for you. And, honestly, his plan was for me to stay at Bandy and then transfer to USC. And I have learned so much from both the coaching staffs that I've been, like, playing for. And I don't think I would have met the people that I met. I don't think I would have had best friends with certain people and been in relationships with certain people if I hadn't, uh, you know, did my two years in here now. And, like, I'm so grateful for everyone who's in my life right now and who will be in my life, you know? Like, I saw some fans when you're like, um, hug your best friend because you never know, like, if you to college, you're never going to, like, see him like that. And I think of thoughts, and, like, that sucks. Like, I wish I read that, like, a year ago. I can hug her, you know? Right. And so, like, it's just, it's just, like, little things, like, learning how to be an adult and have adult relationships with people that, like, you truly would do anything for. And I'm happy to figure it out now instead of in two years when I'm out of college and it's just like, you know, like I really need someone to talk to, but like, I don't really have that many friends because I'm in France, you know? Right. But just try to stay optimistic in like pessimistic situations. Yeah. I don't know where I'm in that from, but whoever I'm in that from, thank you. I hope you're listening. <laughs> How, how well did the SEC play prepare you for when you went over and played teams in the Pac-12? Um, I think how, not like aggressive, but how, you know, like the SEC is known for just like strong league. Like how everyone is down and dirty, fast, you have to like push pace with everything. I think that really helped me because most of it, I've seen in the Pac-12, like, they don't play as hard as the like, team like, out with their uh, own games through Nathan Wilson, you know. Mm-hmm. But, I guess, like, my favorite place is he's the best in the conference. Like, sometimes, like, some of the best teams really help me get prepared for this year. Like, I know that, statistically, I did not play as well as, like, I had hoped, like, as well as, like, the player that I know. But, in the little box down there, the most, like, defensively, being able to keep the Christina Neatway, who's, like, I think she's a little taller than Tim Cowan, but it's a rebound machine, to have her go below her average, and then, you know, I did what I needed to do because I felt like I was, I felt like the most of the last fights were down. Right. So, like, I think that playing the SEC definitely helped me become, like, start to, like, form my own player, like, in the Pac-12, but, like, mixing with the I mean, I understand that, you know, sometimes people kind of, you know, 
they, they transfer then the heat of the moment, you know, make a quick rash decision. Do you do you feel good about your decision on uh, leaving and going to the USC? Um, I think um me becoming a better person it was a hundred percent the best decision that I've ever made. Mm-hmm. You know, but like basketball acts, in all honestly, not one of my better decisions. You know, like yes, it was close to home, yes, my parents probably went to more than seventy percent of my home games, like obviously they're busy little sisters, but like on the basketball front, uh, obviously I'm at home right now, not getting ready for any postseason tournament. Right. Like that's that's not what I wanted my junior season to be like, you know, that's just I feel like more pressure on me my senior year to not make that work, but like prove that, you know, like I am drop material, you know? Right. Stops look at if you go to the postseason, and that's like they want people that have obviously played against like the best teams. And like basketball wise, like I love you guys. I learned a lot of things. You know, I learned how to do coaching. I learned how to hold my finger. I learned how to um, when everyone else doesn't want to try hard, I'll be the only person that tries hard and I feel bad. So like not being in with the ones in the group, mm-hmm. but I. I love the school for my mental health, for uh, education-wise. Like, obviously, our alumni is really good. You know, we're going through some stuff right now at school. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I like I love it. But if, like, I would, I would make this decision again, you know? But, you know, sometimes, like, you just gotta, you know, no school is gonna have everything that you want. And I would rather take the things that I got out of USC than basketball-wise because I don't know how mentally okay I would be if I played at UConn, you know? So it's just like taking the good with the bad. And then also, um, I was talking to my mom about this the other day. She was like, I I understand, like, you're not in the postseason. I understand that USC didn't have a good year this year, but next year, like, they give a legacy here. Like, people come and watch this okay program and become like a new program. So it's just like trying to be able to make us know. I think that's like a challenge that I like. And that's why I would say, like, no basketball wise, like, I wish I could come to USC because I would love to be one of the reasons why, oh, damn, USC is in top 12 this year. Oh, wow. You know, like, just making people, yeah, focus on us and also come here because I'm going to be an alumni. Right. So, I like that was a long answer, but Sean's like, I'm grateful that I came in and I like my decision and I'm gonna make it again. Well, there's always, uh, you know, I don't know who's gonna hear this, you know, a bunch of people hear this, I don't know who hears it, but whoever hears it, I'm sure that's great advice, you know. You know, you just gotta go with your gut sometimes, even though you may think it's like a rash, you know, quick decision you're not okay with, you know. What's going on at the moment? Sometimes going with your gut is the best thing to the best thing to do. So I apologize for that. You know, you said you uh you, you struggle with some mental health. A lot of people do, but not a lot of people recognize it. Do you feel as though one day in the future, because of what you've gone through and what you've experienced, do you think you could be an advocate for those that are having mental health issues? Like, do you plan on doing something with that, or you just want to? you know, focus on basketball right now and you'll take life as it comes? Um, yes. If I was, was if I got, like, pressured, you know, if I wasn't allowed to play right away, I would have, like, started uh, like, organizations on, like, 12 on campus and, like, outside of campus to, like, bring awareness to mental health, not as just an athlete, but also athletes in general, mm-hmm. you know, because, um, Thing. But since there's not that many student athletes, like when you compare to like regular athletes, like the number of people that commit suicide is, I think, less than 10% or a little bit more than 10%. But having that awareness that everyone is going through a problem, like we have stressors, you have stressors, but being able to talk about them, being able to uh, express yourself to your friends or your family or like trying to get help, like that is super important. I think. It's something that I want to make, like, be an advocate about, 
and I think just learning how to like take baby steps and like being able to talk about the things that I've gone through, things that are uncomfortable to talk about, but I'm starting to become more comfortable talking about, mm-hmm. and using that and using my platform to, you know, like it's okay to have problems. Like at USC, we have like we're forced to go to the talks, you know, like. Deep, like I'm front, like I'm not like oh I don't want to go, but deep down I'm like oh like I'm really interested in um, this. Like, I forgot what they, I think it was, yeah, I don't even know what it was called, but like they came and talked to us about mental health and mental issues that athletes go through, and like being okay, like getting help. Right. Like, I think one in four people have mental illness, some type, you know, some way of you know depression, bipolar, whatever that you go through and just being able to figure out ways to get help and actually seek it. Like I did a paper about mental health and so many men are plagued by mental health that they will never talk about their emotional problems, you know, because that's not like that's a stereotype in America that we're not gonna talk about what's wrong with us. Like only or only girls talk about it because right. girls like like their emotions and feelings. And I think it's so important that every single person knows themselves and knows, you know what, like, I've had a really tough couple weeks. I need to go talk to someone. It doesn't have to be your boyfriend or girlfriend or your family. You can go talk to someone, uh, like a psychologist or sports psychologist, a therapist, like whatever you want to call it. Like, at least let someone know that you're not okay. And I think I would love to use my platform to make it known to not the public but to like people that's like like not like a generalized like here world like this is something we should work on but like making an impact and not leave someone saying like you know like it's okay to not be okay right i guess and so i think just like figuring out how to bring that like bring awareness to it like taking baby steps with it i think that's what i've been struggling with of trying to be an advocate but I would love to be an advocate and tell about things I've gone through so that other people don't have to go through. Right. So, yeah. with that being said, how does how does Kayla Overbeck cope? What do you do that helps you take your mind off of, you know, your mental anguish? How do you, you know, make yourself feel better? Uh, I'm going to be honest. This is so, it's like very obvious, but not like obvious, but what people do. I, I try. Like, it might not be, people might not know because I'm listening to music, my music live in my room, so, like, my roommates don't know. Mm-hmm. But, like, just letting, like, that, like, I have this friend. It's like, let's say we're in a castle, and I got the, the doors up, and I got, like, snipers out the front, like, anyone wants to, like, are you okay? Like, from, from afar, it's just like, pop, 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 pop. <laughs> so, like, taking that friend down, at least to myself, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what, right now, you aren't okay. And like accepting that I'm not okay. Like before I would never accept that I was okay. It was always like, no, like there's just like dust in my eye. Like I'm, you know, it's, I'm not crying. Like what are you talking about? Like I'm hard, you know, like I'm from California, you know? Yeah. Um, but like really telling myself that it's okay to not feel okay. Like I said before, like feel the emotion right now and then like let's figure out what's the problem. You know, it might be Something that, like, let's say I have stress because, you know, basketball stressful, and then I got some dirt on my shoes, and then I fell off my skateboard, let's say, and then I got a bad break. You know, all that just mounted up, and it's just like, wow, like, mentally I'm not okay right now because it's just piling up, and I haven't, like, let myself feel emotion. And so I've been working on just when I'm at the place where, like, it's starting to become, like, a do not return. It's just, like, you know, like, let's feel what we're feeling right now. But right. sometimes, like, I type it out and, like, delete it. Because mm-hmm. now it's out of my system and, like, let's move forward. Exactly. Or just being able to talk, like, call someone up and say, you know what, like, talk, tell me about your day. I want to know about you. Like, I want to, like, not focus away from my problems right, right now, but, like, my problems are starting to absorb me. Like, I want to focus on something else. Yeah, smart. And so, that is like what I'm starting to try to do, but also just being able to like, before I would just push it down. Like when something wasn't okay, I'm gonna push it down inside my system, like keep it there. And then one day it's just gonna explode. I'm gonna cuss at people 
you know, I'm going to say mean things that I don't really mean because I'm not okay. And mm-hmm. so just really feeling it. And honestly, I've gotten, like, the environment that I'm in, the relationship that I am in has allowed this to not happen as much as it did when I was a year ago. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not that okay as often as I was. Right. If that makes sense. You know, and I think definitely having that environmental change, but for, like, the better, like, I'm not saying, like, run away from the problems. Definitely not. Gotta face them. Gotta figure them out. But having, like, being in a place that is loving, is genuinely loving, is, like, you know, like, I can call my coaches up and say, you know, like, I'm really not okay, and they can say, you know, like, what can I do? Right. My coach told me, of course, she's like, you know, like, honestly, like, I could care less if you put on your jersey ever again, but I told you when we were recruiting you that I want you to be okay. Like, I want you to make it through this, you know? Like, and having people in high authority, like, really loving me and really being okay with, like, figuring me out, you know, and talking to me the best way that I can, like, because they don't, like, know the problems. I think that, like, definitely helped my environment. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really, when things go bad and I need to start coping, I start to focus on me. Okay. But then, and that sounds so, like, selfish, but, like, that's what needs to be done because I've tried the, the other way around and it obviously has not turned out. Would be good, you know. Right. You, you talk about your current relationship a lot. How much has you know your current relationship changed you and mold, molded you into you know who you are now? Like Ki would know knew in two thousand fifteen. You know, she wouldn't be you know explaining and opening up this much. But now you're just you know, I wouldn't say you're an open book, but you're definitely more more you know more open to being open. Like, how much is yeah. this relationship that you've been in recently helped that? Um, I think it's long distance. I mean, it's not really long. Like, she lives in Arizona. But, like, having to communicate, like, you know, today's not a good day. Like, let's not, like, joke around with each other usually. Like, how we, you know, like, our conversations. Like, let's not, like, say things that we don't need. You know, even if it's a joke, like, being able to talk about, like, you know, like, I'm not okay, or, um, like, I don't even know how you explain it. Like, it's, she's not, like, forced me, like, in a bad way, but, like, has allowed me to be vulnerable <clears throat> and has loved me in vulnerable moments that it makes me want to do it, mm-hmm. you know? And I thank her so much for that because when we first met, I would have never done that. You know, like it, it'd be pulling teeth about talking about myself. And she's made me love every single aspect of me that I hated. You know, she, when, when it came to the way I looked at how, like, my body weight or basketball or, you know, school and all these type of things, like, she's always reassuring me, like, you know, or like, you are important to me, like, you're amazing to me, you know, the little things that, like, they're like, oh, you're so important, like, those, like, little things, like, as time goes on, it's like, yeah, like, I am, like, yeah, like, I got a bad grade, but I'm gonna make it up, you know, instead right. of just dwelling on it, and so just having to be open and having to talk about the things in my day and things that go on and, and all that type of stuff, like, has forced me to be more open with who I am and my past and my family, not family problems, but like family issues that I've had to go through mm-hmm. because she's not here to see it all. And so because she's not here, like I have to tell her and like that requires a lot of trust and vulnerability and communication and things that I never had to do before. Right. And, and to be honest, when I first started talking to her, like, you know, when you just know that, like, this person really wants the best for me, that this person would do anything for me, and I think that's really got me, like, you know what, like, I'm not going to put her through, like, yes, sometimes she has to, like, guess, like, what's wrong, you know, because I'm not at the place where it's like, you know what, this, this, and this happened, you know, like, it's still hard to talk about things that hurt, mm-hmm. but, like, knowing that, like, she really wants the best for me, and I'm going to let her in, I want to see, like, she can see all my flaws and imperfections because I know at the end of the day like she's going to let me through it 
And that's something that I didn't have in past relationships because I wouldn't let myself be loved. And so I really grew to be the person I am today because I'm finally allowing myself to feel love and I'm finally allowing myself to give love back, you know, because if I expect her like, to tell me about her day and be vulnerable and communicate with me and all this type of stuff, like it has to be a two-way street. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like being in a long-distance relationship. Like it sucks. Like some days it's like, like we lost like 40 to work in her, but I think I'm texting like, why aren't you here? Like, you know, like, moments like that, like, I wish you were here, go to dinner and talk about it mm-hmm. and get it out of my mind, you know, instead of having to go get Burger King by myself and eat alone with my bear, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, but it really forced me to see the things that I needed to fix, but also the things that I needed to embrace because you can't love someone else with all your heart if you don't love yourself with all your heart and like this like with her it really makes it clear you know mm-hmm. and I don't know it's yeah. different yeah different yeah. I don't know it's good you know growth is uh it's gonna happen it just it's gonna take time and it's always gonna you know require that right person to bring it out of you so I'm glad you found someone that can help you you know grow and turn into the person that you were destined to be. It's always good to have that in your life. Of course. So, I got one more question, and we're going to wrap I it up. I got a question for you. Okay. After. We can do that. That's never been done before, so we can do that. We can do that. So, you know, ah, man, I forgot what I was going to say. That was such a, you know, strong elaborate way of explaining that I can't figure out what I was going to say. What was that thing? You can just take some shots. You can just take some shots. Why did you download these about you? About myself? Yeah. It's a great question. I don't know if people necessarily want to hear about me and what I've been through, you know. I'm, my, my life's pretty boring. Am I on podcasts right now? <laughs> You're not lying. I'm just saying, in my opinion, I just don't, you know, think I'm the most exciting person or, you know, riveting person with things to tell people. I like, you know, asking. It's not, it's not so much more listening. It's just more like this helps me find out. It helps me personally find out about people. And then when I find out about other people and what they've gone through and how they've been able to change and adjust themselves based off what they've gone through, I can apply that and, you know, use that in my life. So, you know, you talked about typing it out. You know, I've heard that before from someone but it wasn't in a podcast and I bought a journal and I started journaling things out when I'm feeling like, you know, super mad or upset or when I have a thought, I'll just journal it out and put it on my journal. That way, you know, it's not, it's not on my mind. It's not eating at me. So, you know, when I hear things from people and people that have been through, you know, difficult situations, I want to be able to take that. And if I can apply it to my life, I mean, shit, I'm going to use it if it's, you know, helpful, you know? So that's why, that's why. So, I mean, I might do a podcast on myself, but, I don't know. I don't know if I, it just seems like I'm just going to be talking to myself about myself. I don't know. It just, it's kind of weird, you know? Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. What was I going to ask about? I was going to ask about something else. Okay. Actually scratch that. I have a new question that just popped into my mind. God forbid, you know, basketball doesn't work out and I know it will. I know you'll definitely at least get a shot in WNBA. Actually, I have two questions now that I'm thinking about WNBA. What, 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 what is KO going to do if, you know, basketball doesn't work out? Um, you know, I, I'm also on the I'm getting my degree in history, and I think I'm going to try to be a field ecologist. Okay. Like, uh, like, like a historian of dinosaurs. Right. You know, and trying to find uh, dig sites and, and, you know, piece it together. I'm like, you know what, this dinosaur came out this many years ago compared to, like, you know, where it lived, you know, just like trying to understand just history of dinosaur life. I don't know why. I was just, I was, like, or maybe like anthropology, like the type of like uncovering hidden secrets when it comes to animals or 
civilizations that once were that we don't know about. You know, mm-hmm. like that type of stuff, like, intrigues me. Like, I always did, like, when I watched Indiana Jones. Like, you know, like, I always, like, one day, you know, went to, you know, uncover some type of, like, one monkey or something like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, the other day, like, it's turning those, like, ideas or things into reality. Like, you know, like, I researched what I feel like with that process, say that graduate courses, and, like, it's, it's, it's something that is in arm's reach. You know, instead of being a little kid saying, like, one day I'm going to do this, you know, and I really think that if I don't become a paleontologist, I'd be like a museum curator, like, standing who puts on exhibitions and finds pieces of uh, arms or, you know, iconography or stuff like that. So, like, put it in the museum. Like, that stuff, like, someone has to do it. And, like, I love history. I love finding new things. And I would do that. I mean, if you can believe it, you can achieve it. You're in the prime place. There's nothing but opportunities coming out now. So listen, don't don't doubt yourself. If you believe it, you can achieve it. If you want it, go get it. Oh, I have. Yeah, I have. I have. You know Jasmine? Mm-hmm. I really think I could have played her. You think so? Yes. Hey. about, you know, women athletes, women sports, you know, not getting, you know, the same opportunity or equal pay as far as, you know, compared to men. I want to know your take on that. I mean, I understand that, you know, women, they're definitely, you know, going out there, you know, putting their bodies at risk, doing this, that, and the third, and, you know, people are, you know, buying tickets, watching, or whatever, but, you know, I just feel like at the same time, they're not bringing in the same amount of revenue as, you know, men's sports. You know, I'm not knocking women's sports at all. I love women's sports. I sat here and watched, damn, the SEC tournament. You know, I watched uh, Oregon versus Stanford, which you were talking about. You know, I, I watched all of them. I know INSQ, you know, Katie Lou Samuelson, you know, the girl who stands for Texas A&M in South Carolina. So I'm into that. Trust me. Anybody that's with me, I'm into women's sports. I'm all for it. I just want to know your take on, you know, the pay compensation. Um, you know, from a business standpoint, you need revenue. Like, the amount of revenue that the NBA brings in allows them to pay millions of dollars to their, like, not millions for the players, but to their stars, you know? Like, mm-hmm. organizations, teams have enough money to give that much money to their players, you know? And... Uh, I think I guess it's like the same thing as like what's the AFL? Mm-hmm. They they you know, like I read that they lost twelve million dollars. You know, trying to get it off the ground. Like those type of things. Like you have to have revenue to play your players well. Right. Players well. You know, and like yes, like I fully believe that women's sports, like all that type of stuff, like they are really good. 
Like they deserve to be paid Definitely. almost as as much or almost as much as NBA players, but they're not bringing in the revenue that NBA players and NFL players and MLB players are bringing in. You know, yeah. so it's like where are you where are you getting the money from? Mm-hmm. And like, like logistically, like that's what matters. Like I can talk about yes, they need to be paid. Like that's what they deserve because it's true. But like at the end of the day, like where are you going to get the money to pay them? Right. Who who is going to pay them? Because compared to like, the Sparks. And the Lakers out here in Los Angeles, who's bringing in more crowds? Who's selling more gear? Who's doing all this type of stuff? And yes, it can be marketing. Yes, it could be sales and how much they're producing. But at the end of the day, if they're selling 3,000 Candace Parker jerseys and all of them are sold, they're going to get more, you know? And mm-hmm. it's, that's not what's happening. And so I would love for women to be able to get paid to at least have more teams so, like, the amount of college players and stars that are coming out, like they don't get to play for teams because there's only like 12 or 15. Compared to the NBA, has so many more, you know, and then they have the minor. Yeah, the G League, yeah. And so, like, there are opportunities for like veterans to get paid for, which causes like, college athletes not to be able to play like, in the WNBA. But like, it really all starts with like, where are we getting this money? Research and look up the rest of them, but let's go. I mean, go across the board. I have to go guard the post, you know? Yeah, of course. But you got to be versatile. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really enjoy this podcast. I know I say this every time, you know, but, you know, like I said, I love learning stuff about people and how I can add things to mine. I love seeing the growth in people. Like, you've grown a lot. You know, that's just a testament to how hard you work and how, you know, dedicated you are to your self-growth, to your growth overall, to, you know, impacting people around you. So that's really dope, you know. I was just talking women's sports with school, you know, talking about your background, so, you know, mental, having mental health awareness is dope. You know, a lot of, like you said, a lot of people, you know, we have mental issues, but we don't really talk about them in fear of being, you know, vulnerable or, you know, looked at differently. It's great to have mental health awareness. You know, all everything you talked about was super cool. I'm definitely gonna have you back on this interview. Maybe a couple months from now, a year from now, whatever. It's gonna happen. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I mean, I'm I'm good for it. That was the first time we've had somebody ask a question on Dub's Club. It was really cool. But at the end of Dub's Club, every time I ask the people that I interview, what do we look out next? For like, what do what do we expect from Kayla Overbeck? What are the plans? Anything you want to say? Anything that's on your mind? This is your chance to go ahead and put it out there to the people. Uh, I saw that people on your team they you all write out what your like, goals are so mm-hmm. you can write it to achieve it. So I'm saying, so next year, on me, on my mama, on my relationship, on God, I will be an all American. 
I don't know if it's first or second seat, but I will get there because that's what I know that I can do. Right. You know? But other than that, I think what's next is really, really academically and athletically like focusing on is um, being the best player student that I can be will definitely help take stress off of me so that I don't stress my family out or you coming out believing in you know me supporting me and you know being on my podcast it means a lot thank you so much for having me of course you know what have a great rest of your day i know it's like 6 30 out there the sun's probably still out must be nice i hope you enjoy it and um talk to you later bye bye